Welcome everyone. You are listening to the I Am a Spartan podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show. It will probably suck. <laughs> Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. And on tonight's episode, I interview Victor Quesada. Victor Quesada's a really cool guy. He's got kids. You'll hear them too. A uh, little bit of news going on right now. World's Toughest Mudder is going back to the desert. They're going to be in Laughlin, Nevada, which I think is, what, 45 minutes south of Vegas? It's on the river. There's a bunch of hotels all the way around it. So your pit crew could wait for you to go run your hour and a half, two hour lap, and they could go and hang out in the room and then come back just in time to pitch you out again, which I think that's kind of cool. It's always cool when there's a hotel like super close to the venue, like the Conyers venue here in Atlanta. The hotel is literally right across the street, and uh, that's I mean, that's just, it's such a cool convenience, and especially if it's an affordable place, too. And I want to say those casino hotels around that area are pretty affordable. Um, most of them aren't letting you reserve this far out because it's about a year. But, um, yeah, world's toughest mudder like next year. Uh, I think it's November 14-ish, 15-ish area time frame around there. So, uh, I'm seriously thinking about getting a Holy Grail Pass, and I want to say those are pretty cheap. Was it $5.99? Maybe there'll be a Black Friday deal. Hope, Hoping for that, crossing fingers. Um, hoping that we have a 2021 season. Hate to be the guy, you know, thinking there's a cloud above it all still, but man, it's still, still scary out there in the COVID world. And, uh, man, I just hope all this crap just goes away and we can get back to normal living and back to normal racing. I've been hitting a lot of trail races here lately, and I'm sure a lot of you are. All are, too. Uh, Savage is doing races here and there. I think they're having one in Florida this weekend if the hurricane doesn't wipe it out. But I think they've already, the hurricane's already going to turn into a tropical storm anyway, so... It'll probably get a, be a good wet and muddy race. And then Charlotte Savage Race is going to be, uh, what is it, the first weekend in December, 5th and 6th, somewhere around there. So there's another opportunity for OCR. Swamp Battle OCR is going to be, I think it's going to be either this weekend or next weekend in Jacksonville, Florida, at the, uh, don't hold me to this, but I believe it's going to be at WW. Uh, motocross park where they always have the uh, jacksonville sprint and super but anyway here is victor casada and his kid victor casada how are you doing today man uh i'm doing good right now in the great state of texas so. heck yeah man yeah 
So tell us about you, Victor, man. Let the people know that, you know, don't know a lot about your background, you know, because I know a lot of people probably know you from being on Link Endurance and everything, too. So uh, just let the people know who you are, man. Uh, I'm Victor Quesada. Some people know me by uh, Dark Horse, and some people know me by, uh, I don't know, Victor, (laughs) Vic. Or <laughs> in high school, I was my nickname was Mexico. So uh-huh. some people know me, some people only know me by that name. So that's, um, that's a cool nickname. I know whole and country I, for a nickname. I, I know I don't speak Spanish either, so I don't know why they call me Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, speak any. I don't speak any Spanish. I'm half Mexican, half Spanish. I don't speak anything. Yeah. I know enough Spanish that I can go to the Mexican restaurant and like order my food in Spanish, and I can ask where the bathroom's at. Oh yeah, Donut San Sanitario. Yeah. I only know that because uh, Encino Man. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I only I only remember that stuff from Encino Man. Right. He, he talks about where's the bathroom, and he says something else, which I can't remember the other part, but I, the bathroom part stuck. Yeah, you're starting to show your age now if you're talking about Encino Man. How old are you? Oh Victor? yeah. I'm 32. 32? I mean, I'm not, I, I'm so you're not, not that old. I'm not old, no. But, I mean, I've been around the block several times, so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, before you, you know, tell us, like, how you got into OCR and everything, man, did you have, like, a sports background, like, coming up? I played baseball most of my life. Um, I played for 17 years. And then, I mean, that was pretty much my main sport that I played all the time besides baseball and I swam occasionally when it was in season but that was mainly my my sport was baseball and then swimming on the side oh yeah what position so, did you play I played utility so I played any position but mainly I get I played center field as well right so and I and the funny thing is too I hated wearing a cup so I when I caught <laughs> I didn't wear a cup <laughs> that's funny so, yeah, the only time I had to wear cups when I was playing in an adult league, and they always check you. Right. For some reason, I don't know why. They come in hand check you. Yeah, well, they get the bat and then just <laughs> a little tap, little tap on the tip, and see if, it, if it's there or not. You got your cup on today, boy. Yeah, mm. I. Well, then when they check, I always take it off. Right. <laughs> it was just a, it was just a hinder. It was just like knowing that something's there. That's kind of annoying. Kind of right. like having a rock in your shoe. It's kind of like having a right. get over your junk. Yeah. So. Um. So, like, what stroke did you uh, prefer? Like, when you swam, were you like better at any of them the most? I mean, I did a lot, uh, mainly uh, freestyle, but I did everything. Yeah. Man. I I think my worst stroke was always breaststroke. See, my, mine like, was the butterfly, man. I just I couldn't get the butterfly down good to where I feel sister, comfortable doing it. Yeah, my sister was a national championship, uh, national champion in uh, the 200 butterfly. Oh wow! Her first year, first year in college, uh, she won nationals in 200. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so she was as big as me, but a girl. <laughs> so, which so, I'm not very big, but she just had very broad shoulders. So did y'all smack each other around growing up? You know what? You know what the funny thing is, I could not hold her down if we wrestled. <laughs> she was strong. She was strong. Probably and she always from... she always learned from my mom. She learned from my mom to go for the crotch, so she always tried to hit me. 
Probably so, strong from doing the butterfly all the time, I imagine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, just, I mean, girls have no choice. They, get, they have to do something to, you know, stop anyone. Right, right. So. so, man, how's everything going for you in these COVID times we're living in? Besides no racing, everything's fine. Um, I still was training through it. I didn't stop working. And just pretty much only racing stops, you know. Right. Now you have to wear a mask, but, you know. Yeah. Well, that's everywhere still for, it's going to probably be another year before we're comfortable people with not wearing masks. Right. I sometimes don't wear a mask at work because it's just like I'm alone in a corner. Right. So sometimes I take it off and that feels weird. Yeah, I know. It's almost like, you know, I work for a hospital and I wear them all the time, so... It's like, you know, when you get out of the car to go to work and if you don't have your mask, you just feel naked. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's such a weird thing. Like I, had, I was walking to the store. I was walking to the store and I didn't have my mask on me. And I got to the door and I was like, oh, I don't have my mask. It's like you're forgetting your cell phone now these days. Like you forgot your phone, you forgot your mask. And like you feel weird not having it. Yeah. I know that feeling, man. I got my own office, so at least when I'm not out on the floor and I'm in my office, I can take it off and breathe a little better for a little while. Yeah. So what do you do for a living? Um, I do high hazardous waste technician. So I'm like an insect technician, disposable of like toxic substances. Right. So I do like, we do like, a com- we're a company called Clean Harbor. So we do, we do hazmat stuff. We do bio. So, um, I mean, you work in a hospital, so I'm assuming you know what Sterotech is. Yes. Stericycle? Sorry. Yes, Stericycle. So, basically, that same kind of environmental company. Like, they come and get the sharps and stuff like that and all the biohazard stuff? Yeah, we do all that stuff. We do sharps, biohaz, DA controls. We do stuff like that. I know a lot of people that's actually left our hospital and went and worked for them, so it's got to be a pretty decent job, I guess. You oh, like yeah, it? There's, I mean, everyone, yeah, I've been doing it for going to be three years now in April. Yeah. So, and that was before, like, I had this job when I moved to Texas from California that I was just racing full time. So I just want to have a, a, that was a perfect timing too. Like, I was working with, uh, racing with Terrain Race and working with Terrain Race that that, that company folded at the time that I got out. Right. So it was like perfect timing for it. So you're talking about like it when it folded when Cool Events took it over? Yeah, I mean they changed the whole format of everything from uh, yeah. Terrain Race. Like it started to change over. It wasn't the same old small company. Have you ever right. done a Terrain Race? Yes, I've done it here in like Georgia, the Conyers Race. Uh, 2016 or 2017? Um, I think I did it 20. Was, I think I did it 2016, and then I skipped a year and I did it in 2018. Yeah, I was there. I don't think it was there in 2018, was it? It was a. It was under. I can't remember. Oh, I think 2016. I was there. It was so hot there when I went there that time. Yes, I think I. I think so, I was at that one. Yeah, that's when uh, Yuri was there. Uh, Richard Epstein, Epstein, and like some other people. But I mean, it was hot. I just remember the first time going to Georgia. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how humid it was. Yes, because I, if I remember correctly, that race was in July. If I remember yes. right. So, yeah. Yeah. It was either July yeah, or late June. Yeah, it was something like that where it was just hot. 
which, you know, terrain was pretty good. I mean, some of the obstacles were kind of cheaply put together, but the, they had some cool, decent rig obstacles like that. One that had the skull holds skull on it. Valley. That, that was a cool obstacle. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that. Skull Valley. Um, they had a lot of the stuff that they built was all made of wood. You right. know, and then it was later on in 2017 when they started switching over to metal because it lasts longer. And yeah. Wood is not reliable after, I don't know if you know about what happened in Chicago, a terrain race. There, one of the obstacles collapsed in, in, during the race and hurt like four or five people. Yeah, I think I remember reading about that. Yeah, well, I think all obstacle racing media outlets posted about it. So, But um, that's when they started switching over to metal tr- or trucks and you know, started changing over from there. So, but a lot of the obstacles still were wood. So, were you like working with them full time? Yeah, I was working with them full time, and then I was just racing full time. So I was going to different events twice a twice a month, but I was also racing too. So you're like doing build crew with them and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we That's did the cool. build crew. We did. Uh, I pretty much did everything with them. Set up all the obstacles. You know. Uh, I never tested out like the, we did course marking, but I never like ran the course or anything like that. Right. So, but I did as much as I can without hindering, without hindering, uh, myself from racing. Right. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. <laughs> well, so, how loud is that? And how, how loud is that? Can you hear that? Yeah. Can you, can you hear that pretty loud? Uh. Sun crying? <laughs> oh yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> but everybody that listens to my show knows this isn't a professional thing. It's just a low tech thing that we do here. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean it can't be just as bad as uh, obstacle racing media. Right? Oh, shots fired! Shots fired! Yeah. So I mean, I'm, <laughs> almost every single obstacle podcast I've listened to, they've always had their off sound days. So I never yes. feel bad about my quality here. <laughs> Which is very unfortunate because you would think that they could hear that, but you really can't hear that until you play and you're like, well, that's what I got. Yeah. I'm like, so. yeah, you know, when you come back and listen to it later, you're like, man, that's a lot louder than I thought it was going to be. It's a lot staticky too sometimes. Yeah. Depending on, depending if you have a good headset on or whatnot. Yeah. See, I'm not even wearing a headset, so it all works out. Well, I have AirPods in, so I have, I have that's why I was asking if you can hear me. If you can hear me, can you hear me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can hear everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can hear, yeah, because I'm pushing up on the screen right now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to mute it in between, but it's too much, like, uh, uh, pushing up and then trying to mute it and then trying to talk and then forgetting that's on mute and then have to unmute it. It's cool, man. Don't worry about it. If somebody gives <laughs> if somebody gives us heck because you're spending quality time with your kids, to hell with them, man. <laughs> I know. I was... Well, I was heading to the gym, and then I got to the gym, it was 3.40, so I was like, well, I could probably only get two miles in, and then I have to stop, and then be at the gym while the music's loud, and then he likes to jump every on everything, so then you hear me going inside of the gym with the music on, and then you really can't hear me, so I just stopped, went <laughs> to the park, and then I'm going to go after. Right on. <laughs> so, so it was like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of thinking within like a 10-second span. I know it's so busy, like, you know, when you're training for OCR, you got a full-time job. I mean, I don't have kids, and I imagine if I did have kids, I wouldn't have time to have get nothing done. 
<laughs> it just seems like well, I'm always in a out. rush. Yeah, you figure it out. You know, yeah. you figure out if you want to do it in the morning, and uh, how much time do you want to have uh, an afternoon to do it? You know, some people are too tired to go work out after work. I mm. feel better doing it after work because I can't sometimes do it in the morning before work. It's just hard for me to like get warmed up, and by the time like I'm warmed up, I'm already done with work, and then I get to go straight into my workout without warming up or right. stretching. So, mm-hmm. I also like prefer working out after work, yeah. even though I'm on my feet all day. Yeah. So, I think I like doing like if I'm going to go for a run, I've gotten to where I like doing it in the morning. But if I'm strength training, I like doing it in after work. Well, yeah, you're already warmed up. You yeah. don't have to do a long warm up or stretch or whatnot. Yeah. So, but I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting that some of these people are first time parents, you know, like Ryan Ken and some other people yeah. having kids during all this, how Jocelyn is going to impact them. Yeah, because, like, isn't he, like, working with UPS now? And he's yeah, about to have a kid, and he's talking about he's getting up at 4 a.m. and getting a run in, and then he's doing strength training, like, after work. Yeah, well, um, I mean, that's before kids, though. So that's yeah, really, something's, something's got to give there. <laughs> that's yeah. a little easier. It's harder when you're not getting sleep, and then go try to run. Yeah, it's like when you've got a schedule that's, like, so strict and so busy, and you constantly go like that, and you're in this mode where – you're just rushing to get to the next thing that you've got to complete, man. You will fatigue at some point. It's only a matter of time. Oh, yeah. And I think he's going to have to probably take, I want to say probably two weeks off to try to figure out a schedule while uh, they have their kid. I think within that first two weeks, I don't think he's going to do much besides work and help or take time off and help figure out what the routine is uh, to a newborn child. Yeah, I mean, my girlfriend's kid, uh, he's five, and, uh, like, he is demanding attention, like, almost all the time, so, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's mentally it's mentally tiring. Yeah. Son's mother works from home, and he and she watches him, so I can only imagine how tired she is at the end of the day, not wanting to do anything. But, you know, she gets up, she still goes to the gym every day, and watches the child every day, so yeah. I can't complain about that. Yeah. So, Victor, like, how did you find OCR, man? Like, when did you start it? What was your first one? Uh, so, my old co-worker, Veronica, which I always give her credit still, in uh, 2013, November, she told me about a race. And um, it was in Temecula in 2014. So-called race, when Temecula was still there for Spartan race. And um, that was my first one. And that's when Hobie, Hunter... I think all the main people were there at that race. Right. So it's been six years now. It's going to be seven years since my first race. Dang. I know. I feel like an OG, but I'm really not. I'm not like a Bracken that started, or a Kempson that started in 2011, 2012. Still, 2013, you might as well say you're an OG, because that's pretty much when everything was sticks and stones back then. Oh, yeah, for sure, when the rope climb was in the water. Yeah. Because I started in 2015, early 2015, and that was when the rope was still over the water for that year. And I want to say, was it the next year they took that away? It might have been. I want to say twenty. I might have said twenty sixteen. They still had it because I was still in Temecula, and they had that. I want to say they had that rope climb there. Yeah, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I can't remember. I want to say like some of them still had it. Yeah, it just all blends in for sure. 
Because I remember 2016 was when Ryan Atkins uh, swapped ropes at Asheville. Because that was like the one year they had that national series was the first yeah, year. Yeah, they had the pads. That's yeah. what Kent too failed it. Yeah. So I think you were right. 2016 was when they changed it over. But I want to say some races still did have it over a water pit too, though, still. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just like when you go to, uh, was it Blue Mountain? You have uh, Ape Hanger there built in. Yeah. So, is it Blue Mountain? Blue Mountain. Yes, Palmerton. That's yeah. a cool. That's yeah. a cool venue. Yeah, they still have the ape hanger there. So, right on. It's one. I think it's the only place I have that. Yeah, there, and then they set it up at Tahoe, right? Yeah, I mean, it would be such a cool option just to have all the time. But I think it's just a, probably a pain to dig a big hole. And to put a big old metal obstacle over it. Yeah, that it's is, like, a, that is like, a fun obstacle. It, I know, just like having the, the um, what is a cliff for Tough Mudder. Yeah. Imagine building those stacks everywhere. Right. So, it's this tiring <laughs> effort to do it. Yeah, I mean, you think they have to be able to flow with the builds on all of these. And I've volunteered and worked the build crew a couple of times, man, and my hat's off to them for getting what they get done in like a week or two weeks for some of the bigger events. I did that too for the first year when they had uh, Toughest Mudder in uh, SoCal. Yeah. It was it was 20 minutes from my house. So I volunteered for like four days straight. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Did you race it too? Content. Oh yeah, I I did the, the the tougher in the morning and the toughest in it. Oh wow! See, and I've thought about doing that because uh, next year I'm thinking about trying to go for the Holy Grail, and yeah. uh, I'm already doing a race that's the same weekend as the race that's here in Georgia. So I was thinking, well, I I could, you know, just kind of do the tougher in the morning and then do the toughest at night and just wear myself out. <laughs> Yeah, I did that too in Texas in 2018 when it was his, one of his first races, like overnight. He did an overnight race with, uh, he didn't race with me, but he was there. He was only three months and did that overnight overnight race. And I was just dead. Like after mile 20, I just stopped, kept on rolling my ankles. It was just potholes everywhere and it's just tiring to yeah, do it. I can but imagine. you know, it's just, it's, it's just another thing to do, you know? Yeah. Not that many races like that you could do overnight. Yeah, push yourself. I know. I I wish they had more of the the toughest events, you know, because they only do three next year. Yeah, and SoCal, and there's two other ones I forgot where. Chicago and Philly. Philly. Why Philly? I wonder. I guess that's supposedly supposed to be the East Coast venue. Oh yeah. They're doing like West, Central, and East. I know. Thanks, Texas. Jeez, COVID. <laughs> World's toughest. It was at, it was forty five minutes from my house. Oh, really? Oh man. Yeah, I invited Matt over. Like I invited people over, and then all of a sudden they canceled it. So it's like, I know, no man. one's coming. This whole year has just been a freaking bust, dude. Oh yeah, it's just crazy on seeing how. What races get canceled next year once they already made the schedule? I and know, how man. pissed off people are going to be. That's what I'm worried about, too. You know, in the first race they're calling for is like a California in January. I don't see that race happening, dude. And Chino? Yeah. I think it is. I yeah. Think. We'll see. I think it is. I think it's at Battlefrog used to be there, too, at that same venue. Oh, yeah. At Prado, Prado Park. Yeah, that's another old time one. See, I never did a Battlefrog. Battlefrog. 
Oh man. Have you done OCR have you done OCR Worlds? No, I haven't done that. So I've, what other races have you done besides Tough Mudder and Spartan? I've done I've done Savage, I've done Terrain, um I've done Rugged. Uh-huh. I wanna say I've never done a rugged. I wanna say I was shit. supposed I was supposed to do Rugged or was it Warrior Well they both went under, right? Warrior Dash and Rugged? No, Warrior yeah. Dash. Warrior Dash went under. I think Rugged's still around. They're planning to come back for twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. Rugged's like a, a race you do dash. for funsies, man. It, it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun, you know. And it's yeah, cheap, I to, too. I, I was supposed to do it before they got canceled. Yeah. They got rained out, and I was supposed to go. Yeah. And uh, then they ended up doing it once, so. I mainly stick to Spartan just because you can get that pass, and it's just so affordable to do a lot of races with that pass. So I pretty much stick to Spartan. But, oh, yeah, for sure. And it makes it worth it if you do... 10, 7 to 10 racers or more. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So. <clears throat> but, you know, it's. I hope that once racing starts next year, the new year hits, that we're not getting another wave and that it's hopefully it doesn't cancel stuff because I, I can only imagine how the industry is going to be after that. And a whole another year and a half or another whole six months to a year closed down again. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, I know. I'm worried so. about it. I mean, they're being so positive and be like, yeah, sign up for these races, but I'm still on the fence whether it's going to happen, man. When they're talking about the cases going up the way they are right now. I know. I just, I just hope that it's not going to be... I just hope that it doesn't <laughs> close down like how other small businesses are closing yeah. down and that once like a big company like Spartan closes, like what would happen with racing? Right. Like anything like that, like what would we do? Yeah. It'd be so weird. We'd all start showing up to Savage, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, Sam's gonna be there so annoyed. They're gonna figure it out. I hope that, I mean, I know Savage is doing races, but I hope it's profitable for them to keep doing it the way they're doing it. Well, they are, I mean, they're still here. So, you know, they're still setting up the venue, so yeah. it still takes money. If they weren't setting up anything, then they'll be, I would be worried about that. But they're setting it up, so, I mean, they're still here. Yeah, didn't you just get second place at the Savage in Dallas they had? Yeah, and I got six at the one in uh, Georgia. Yeah? So, yeah. how'd so, that rate? Well, the one in Texas, I was like, hang on real quick. What? Yes. You want to go over there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Here. Um, the one in Georgia was, you know, the first time being there, and I just wasn't. I mean, the venue was nice. The one yeah. in Georgia, the one in Dallas was uh, fat and fast, or flat and fast. Yeah, they had some heels so at the one like, in Georgia. I did the one in Georgia, but I just did it open. Yeah, yeah. The one in Texas is like I was in fourth place for most of the time, and I caught Van Chan and Benny Gifford at um, what's the anchors away? Oh yeah, and well, they... Mark. And yeah, they got stuck there, and then I passed them there, and then Mark Botches was ahead of me by like I think like two minutes, under two minutes. Did you? But he's just very fast. Did you have problems with anchors away? No, I did. The first time I did it was in Georgia. 
I mean, I didn't do it like skip the rungs how they like how everyone else is doing it. I yeah. didn't do it because I didn't, that was the first time doing it. Right. And then after that, I did it. It was fine to skip all the skip area of the rung. But no, I didn't have any problems with it. Oh, that's cool. You, <clears throat> yeah. Did they have anchors away like towards the end in Texas, like they did in Atlanta? Uh, yes, it wasn't that close. It was anchored away as part of gets the quarter mile away. Oh, okay. So it was still that, and then they had uh, a battering bird, and then a pedal to the metal, and then the finish. I like that pedal to the metal at the end. Yeah. See, I'm not crazy about that obstacle. I just think it's kind of a weak obstacle, man. <laughs> Are you tall? Is that what it is? No, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i 5'11". It's just, I just think, man, I'm here running this race, and here I am laying on my back and running on this <laughs> wheel, you know? I feel like a mouse or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. That's understandable. But, I mean, it's definitely a different obstacle for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a good obstacle if you're, if it's, uh, you're, you're not used to like taxing your legs and then trying to go run and it's like gets you really tired but yeah. you know it is a weird one but i mean that's what savage race is it's innovative <laughs> and they make these weird obstacles and you know it's not like tough mudder where you do the what is it the electric shock therapy or right. anything like that you know i know i so. missed uh davy jones locker and shriveled richard when you know they didn't put those in this year so i missed those yeah yeah, which is a very weird thing because you still go on Colossus and you still go in water. So right. I don't understand that concept. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, I guess it's because it it's a bigger water pit. Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's because it's stagnant water and there's not water flowing in and out of it. I wonder, so. too, if it's because those are some obstacles that cause a lot of backup and they do it yeah. for social distancing, maybe. Like, I know Davy yeah. Jones Locker has a pretty big backup with long lines. Yeah, because people don't want to jump off. Right. So they get to, and they're like, uh, what, this is a lot higher than we thought. Yeah. Like, I love that. I wanted to do stacks at World's Toughest Motor that year. They had that so bad. That, yeah. That looked so much fun to me. And, like, most people you talk to, they said they either did it once, and they said they didn't do it again because it took so long to climb all the way up to it. It was quicker to just take the penalty. Yeah, I actually can't wait for it to do. I think next year I'm going to do World's Toughest Mudder. If it works with the calendar schedule. Yeah, the problem is that there's, some, there's stuff at the end of the year that I want to do, but also want to do World's Toughest Mudder. Yeah, it's all piled and, up. Yeah, it's all piled up at the end. And yeah. then by the time there's another race in December, it's like like there's a bone frog in my city in a Forney, Texas. That's like eight minutes away, and it's December either fourth or fifth, and it's it's too close if I wanted to do World's Toughest and then that. Have you done Bone Frog before? Yeah, they, had, they did it last year in uh, in Forney at the same venue I yeah. went to. I did the what's the longest one they have? I forget that one. Uh so they got oh man, Tier One, Tier and One, then, and then they got the Challenge, right? That's the middle it. one. That's the middle one, right? That's the middle one. Yeah. And then I want to say the first one's called a sprint, but uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I did their four-hour or five-hour race that they had. Oh yeah. Endurance. Yeah. Can you hear that child screaming? Yeah, man. You got your hands full. <laughs> That's a, that is not my child. So. Oh, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I might walk away for a little bit, but you can still probably hear it from a distance, so. 
she's uh, very mad that she wants to get off the swing. <laughs> I kind of walk away because I'm laughing because <laughs> I don't want I don't want the mother or grandmother to hear me talking about her. <laughs> yeah, you don't want oh you don't want a parent fight at the playground. Oh, bring it on! I've been <laughs> waiting for that day. So my when my son mother was breastfeeding, she was I was always waiting for these people because I always like women that breastfeed out in public get a lot of like hate on it. Yeah. And I always just waited for someone to say something to her because they're like, well, don't don't look that. Mind your business and turn the other way. Right. I always waited. Never happened. So I'm still hoping someday some dad will try to say something and then I say something back. And then it's going to be on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm a passive aggressive guy, but if it comes to work, push, uh, push comes to shove, then I think I would like to think I could fight, but I can't fight. But I have very high confidence in myself. Right. Hey, so. <laughs> sometimes a good poker face wins the game, man. I have a very high, I have a very high uh, confidence in my level, so I like to think that I get some people up. <laughs> I watch a lot of kung fu movies. Go for the legs. <laughs> Sweep the leg. <laughs> Kick the knee and then go for the face. <laughs> well, you've got good endurance, so you know you got that on your side. So. Oh yeah, I could, I could go run after him. Yeah. You got endurance and a good poker face. Oh, that's another thing too. I was hoping someone like did something. And I could have to go chase something like running still, and like, oh my gosh, this guy's on my ass though. <laughs> I always hold. I always uh, hope for those kind of things, right. but it never happens in my favor. So, man, but, I know. You know I, I it's know. Funny it. how we're not even talking about obstacle course racing, but we're talking about uh, beating people up. Dude, man, it doesn't matter, man. This is like not a professional show. It's like so laid back, dude. Don't even worry about it. I like I, I, I might do a show a month, you know, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But well, so I mean, we're busy, you know. Yeah. You get busy, and then you're like other stuffs going on, and you do, man. And and oh. I mean, and I don't put a lot of time into like editing or nothing like that but still it's just time consuming to schedule time to do it and to get other people that had to find free time to meet for an interview you know when you're working a nine to five job man it's and training and the weekends are crazy it's just yeah especially when yeah. you're just doing it for funsies like i am you know <laughs> well then everything goes out the window you just train when you want to train then right Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when people want to like get better at running, but they don't want to put in the effort of running. It's like, see, well, I can't help you then. See, that's pretty much like right now I'm trying to get better at running, so I'm doing more running, but yeah. when I'm running every day, I'm like, man, I don't feel like working out. So right now the working <laughs> out part's getting pushed to the side. I've, yeah. re I've really yeah. been trying to just build my base through all of this downtime yeah. we've had, you know, doing some trail races here and there. Yeah. Jesus. <clears throat> I swear to you that it's not like this in Florida. <laughs> Kids screaming. Uh, some guy has some music speakers. Like, they go on the back of a boat on the back of his Jeep, which is super loud. That's, yeah, I heard it go by. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know. It's not like this in the quiet city of 40. Yeah, there's rednecks in uh, Texas too, right? Oh, probably <laughs> rednecks in California too. So. No, they're going to take over one day. What, California? You no, know, yeah, the world, oh, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I know, California, or Texas almost went blue. So. 
<laughs> oh wow! <laughs> the Californians all coming to Texas right now. Mm. <laughs> so, but, you know. I know it's been a long time ago, but I loved watching the show. So I got to talk to you about Broken Skull Ranch a little bit, man. You want to hear a funny thing, Eric? Real quick before you get to your segment. Yeah. That sure. I wore my Broken Skull hat that I got from Steve Austin yesterday for the for the very first time. Why did you wait so long to wear it? Because he signed it, and now it's, oh. I just cherished it. Yeah. I just cherished it, so I finally wore it for the first time yesterday at the gym. I swear to God, I wore it for the first time. <laughs> did anybody like come up to you and be like, "Hey, did Steve sign that?" <laughs> no, but they knew who I am at the gym. So. Oh yeah, yeah, they all know that I've done like shows and stuff. So. That's cool. So. Yeah. I remember when I I interviewed Mac, I asked him the same question, but what was Steve Austin like off the cameras? Was he like a good old boy, you know, shoot shit with Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, He reminds me, if Hunter ever gets older, or when he gets older, he reminds me of like that, just a very calm, like nice guy, but also very crazy too. Right. Very hyperactive. He's just very intimidating. When I first saw him, when he came up in his Bronco in the beginning of the show, you see him like speed up and then slide in. That was the very first time we had to see him. And he was very intimidating and then has that coarse stone cold face. And then once the camera was off, the nicest guy you possibly could ever meet. Oh, so y'all didn't like meet him and talk to him before they started rolling? That was just the first time y'all met him when he they're filming and he rolls in and does that. Yep, that was the first time. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I never knew like anything about him besides like wrestling. Right. You know? That's and cool. you know the nicest guy you could possibly ever meet. That's funny. Did yeah. you did you know all of those uh, the rest of the guys that were running OCR during that <laughs> show? Did you yeah. know all of them? Yeah, so I knew, uh, I didn't know Derek York that went up against Miles Keller. I know Miles Keller. I knew Robert. Uh, I knew Kevin Gelati. So that's four people. And then, but the funny thing is, so I was like an hour, hour and a half away from that, where the location was at. Oh, cool. So I, so I was the only one with the car. So I drove right. my own car. So I met the other people that were on the show too on the previous episodes. Like I was on episode three, season five, yeah. And they're on season five, episode one. So because they go guy to girls, guy to girls, right? I I, I I saw Jack Bauer. I saw Michael uh, Moralia. I saw um, I saw the other people, other cast members from the show. Uh, doing episodes like what are you doing here and i was like well i'm doing a race obviously or i'm doing broken school like you are but they're doing other episodes oh so they were doing more than one episode in one day or one weekend or something yeah so i think they filmed within two weeks the entire season so i saw i saw all the guys for the for the first like three four episodes and then the women were the next week so i think they did all the guys in the in that one in that one season because when we did the broken scope when I did the challenge uh, for the um, the uh, skullbuster mm-hmm. that all the guys that won it that week we did that episode that same day so oh, wow. I was so it was all one filming one day of that oh, wow for episodes one three and five I believe 
So the person that went first probably had the coolest temperatures of the day then, right? It was in July, I want to say, July or August. It was the hottest time, and I was like the, the last person or second person. Oh, man. So it took like four hours, so it was really like 2, two o'clock, maybe 2.15, and, and uh, Santa Clarita, California, so hot. It was like over 100 degrees. I was already outside in the sun in a tent. I wasn't inside of a trailer or anything. So it was so <laughs> hot. I'm really tired, and I'm trying to do the race. <sighs> what, did it, what did it feel like out wrestling an army ranger? Well, I really had, I really have nothing against Killian. Right. It wasn't much. It wasn't much wrestling. It was just holding each other back, and then I just tossed my hips back. That right. was it. Or whatever I did. I forgot what I did. But I never did any wrestling. Right. But I had confidence in myself that I could do it if I can, if I had to. Yeah. I understand the concept of it. That poker face come in there, man. You you messed him up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, was just, it just happened so fast that it was, like, nothing. Right. Like, it just, it, it wasn't, like, a scramble. Like, he went to the ground, I went to the ground, like, the first uh, scene of the episode. is like, uh, rip him off or whatever it's called. Yeah. It wasn't like that. Right. It just happened so fast, you know. So, and, and I remember Killian telling me, like, we're in the car after the show. He called his wife saying that he didn't... Um, he didn't uh, win, so he had to book a flight now to, like, Asheville or something like that. And then that's when – that was his first race where he didn't get a top three in one of the national races. His very his very first time because he did Broken School that Wednesday, yeah. and he flew out that Thursday to get there. Oh, wow. And then, and then Saturday he raced. So, so that was 2017. I'm trying to think of who was the top three in Asheville in 2017. Uh, Hunter was there, I want to say, but probably not, because he had to be broken, so, um, I think it was 2016 that Hunter went there. Yeah, because he won it, I think, in 2016. Yeah, against Killian, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that's right, because I think Killian had problems getting the hoist up at the very end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that year that all those bees were stinging everybody, or hornets. <laughs> was it that year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can only see my child right now, how crazy it looks. Man, they just, just want push your him, attention, push dude. Push him on the swing. Well, no, I'm pushing him on the swing, but he wants to go high, but also he's leaning forward on the swing, so it looks like he's about to flip over, but he's not. I know. That's what I was trying to tell uh, my girlfriend's five-year-old when we went camping a couple of weeks together. I was like, when you come back, you got to lean back to have the momentum to go forward, you know? He's yeah. like, just push me. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, that age is probably a lot easier. I think right now the age, the terrible twos, is kind of winding down. But I think it's kind of picking up for the horrible threes. Right. So I think he's uh, not acting out, but he just wants to do everything like all at once and try to figure out what he wants and when he wants to do it. And he doesn't know what he actually really wants. Is that your only kid? I'm only having one. <laughs> I can only handle one, and all my attention's on one. That two, I will probably not race anymore. <laughs> I don't know how some people can have five kids. I can barely handle one. Right. I mean, I don't have so. any kids, but my girlfriend's got two, so <laughs> her two well, is enough for me. 
<laughs> oh yeah, and they're not even really yours technically. So it's yeah. like that's a hard thing. Imagine having your own, you're doing that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's tiring. Yeah. You know. But you know, it's worth it. I've always wanted to have it a kid. I just didn't know how many. And that after I had one, that's that's the number I want. <laughs> so. <laughs> Victor, I do have one question. You know, after you completed the Skullbuster, the show was over, and you've had time to think about it and ponder it. What, if you could go back and get one more shot at it, what do you think would have been something you would have done differently? Uh, I think it's just overall that it's just, like, I forget how many uh, obstacles were there. It's just, I only lost a hunter by what, 51 seconds, 55 seconds, something yeah, like that. I think so. Every, every obstacle added maybe five seconds, 10 seconds. So it's like, it's just accumulation. If you just think of it like that, break it down, that I felt like I couldn't do anything faster about the, like the very first of the run. I think Hunter and I were pretty close. And it's just like overall time consuming. And, it's, you know, it's just such a high output of energy pushing in, in that short amount of course. That it's just very hard to beat that time. Right. But if I one thing I could have probably done to get faster is probably you know try to push harder. I guess. I right. This <laughs> is a hard thing to. So in other words, everything. <laughs> so in other words, you're saying on your run everything pretty much went perfectly. Like there wasn't a missed beat or a missed step anywhere. You think you could have shaved time? Well, I like to think that the just waiting around and the heat yeah. and being outside is being fresh in the morning. That. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just, that's, that's a whole different thing, but you know, it, it is what it is. That's what I had at the time. And I did my best at my capability at that time. Right. <clears throat> what did, did, did you know Hunter before you did this? Yeah. I, um, I knew Hunter since 2014, I want to say. No, I knew Hunter already. So he talked. I'm sure he talked shit before you started, then, right? So the funny thing is, so the backstory, not the backstory on that, but like he knew that I was going to be on the show. I don't think we ever talked about this. Uh, he knew I was going to be on the show, so he called me saying, uh, "Hey, what are you doing, punk? You want to go get lunch or something?" It's like, sure. So we went to go get lunch at Whole Foods, and we were just talking. You know, we talked for like two hours about the show and whatnot i had a feeling he probably was maybe afraid maybe i like to think that he was a little afraid because you could see him counting on the on, on the, the tv show, show. i'm but sure he did that on every kill. episode <laughs> yeah but i think after a heartbreak kill i think he could kind of tell but i i think i maybe had a feeling that i wasn't gonna get it i was surprised still how fast i went for not feeling you know for how death i felt on after that Right. What, did he give you like any pointers or tips about doing it faster when y'all went out to eat? <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, I can't remember the conversations. Yeah, I can't remember. I just remember we just went out to lunch, but I can't remember what it was. Well, that's cool. He's like, he's, I think he just probably said, "Just give him hell." You know, don't hold any back. Right. Something like that. What what did he say into what did he, he said something smart to you before you started it too? What did he say? Something about a bet, a hundred dollars, or something like that. Yeah, he sells me that hundred dollars. Get under seven bucks, I'll uh, I'll give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> and I was like, deal. He's like, I'll give you a soda pop on the way too. <laughs> 
Did he, <laughs> did he give you the $100? No, he still owes me. When I saw my High Rocks in, uh, in, in Dallas this past February, he talked about it. He's like, I asked him, about, this is Venmo me or PayPal me if you don't want to come keep complaining. But I was like, nah, I'll give you cash. <laughs> so he still hasn't given me it, so I'm still waiting for it. Is is he terrain racing you? <laughs> he's terrain. He's for sure uh, not doing it. Uh, he should have just give me the PayPal already. But I don't. I mean, I don't care. You know, I just hope every, everyone that listens to this podcast go text Hunter and say tell Victor to give him his hundred bucks. All right, you might have Victor about said, six people text Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> have six all those six people match this hunter right now and say well, he probably won't want to check his dms so he probably won't he's too busy oh, i can only imagine how many people dm or dm him so right with ocr stars and, going on and everything are you doing ocr stars no nah, i'm not doing that yeah me neither yeah i mean i had too many things going on to try to focus on another an event so right <laughs> So you hey know, man, and I just and I just enjoying running right now. So yeah, me too. So we're at the point of the show where I always ask some people these same questions. Okay. And uh, so, and the first one is, what's been your favorite or best or you know your most enjoyable race that you've ever done, and why? And it doesn't have to be OCR, just anything. Uh, very first uh, year I went to OCR Worlds in 2015 when I was at King's Domain. Um, That's Ohio, got, right? Ohio, yes. Yeah. Um, I got second in my age group, and that was the very first time to see how I compared against like the international crowd because I haven't gone to. Uh, did I just go to came from Tahoe? I can't remember. I just came from Tahoe and I raced there, and I did horribly, and I so I made it up in OCR Worlds, and I got second in my age group behind Brian Gwiski and and um, Robert Woodshire. And that was the first time I actually met uh, Ryan Woods, and I beat him. Oh! But I mean, that was that wasn't the Ryan Woods that we know of today. Right. So. Okay. So, did you say one or two? Just or, one. There's two questions. Okay. So, what now is reverse that question? So, what is the race that you hated, or the race that was the worst, and why? You know what? That's a funny question because I don't know if I ever had like a very bad, bad, bad race. All of them had been pretty good. Just like little things here, little things there. But overall, it's just, I've, I've had good races. I never well, actually know I lied. So I'm lying now to you. <laughs> battle of a bone for a battle of bone frog. Battle frog in uh, Dallas in 2016 when I drove from California to here with my friend Andrew Milligan. Yeah. I got stuck at the first rig. I was uh, behind Ryan. I got stuck at the first rig, and I was there for like 45 minutes. That was probably my worst race. Wow. Yeah. I was so, like, annoyed. I was like, you know how you just do it, and you just go right back out and do it again? Think you could do it? I was like that, and I just kept on doing it, and then blew up my arms, and I kept on trying it, and people were like, just relax. And I was like, I can't relax. I gotta go. <laughs> uh, because I just drove all the way for, for nothing then. Mm-hmm. So weird. that was probably my worst race. Oh. Okay, no. so what is like your pre-race ritual? Like what are you doing Friday night? What are you eating, you know, Saturday morning? What is your 
pre-race ritual, and if you're racing on Sunday, what do you do after the race to get ready for the next day? Uh, for sure, Chipotle on Fridays. Hell if yeah. I could get, if I could get some Chipotle, I'll be happy with that. What's but, your go-to at Chipotle? Uh, so I get double white rice, double brown rice, double black beans, double veggies, uh, pico, corn, guac, and lettuce. What is this, a, like a, a bowl? Yes, either a bowl, well, most, most likely a bowl, not a burrito. Right. So. Oh, my gosh. Hang, hang on, son. Jeez, he's climbing this pole, and it's pretty funny. Go on, go. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, I just get a, a bowl. But sometimes I overdo it, and then I just kind of help myself. So. Right. Gotta eat. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure got to eat. Um, <laughs> but I always keep to the same thing. Like in the morning before racing, I either have a banana, cliff bar, and, and some nun, a, nun, a nun tablet, and you know, I'm pretty good. And then like an hour before, an hour before the race, I take your, your Endurly and some other like uh, uh, beat elite stuff and, you know, poop 20 times and right. ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> and ready to go but it's so funny how your body knows like in the morning it's time like, to go. It's not, yeah in the it's morning of training day. yeah in the morning of training i can't use the bathroom for the crap of me if i take the same kind of ritual but during a race well four or five times yeah it's funny so. how the body knows that you're about to race yeah i yeah, wonder if it's like knows. pre-race jitters just make you go more well probably so your body's probably stressed but you don't know that you're stressed because we handle the stress differently you know you're not like freaking out in high anxiety stress you know your body knows that you're you're about to go to hurt you're about to be hurt right now so just knows to get everything out right on so So. what's your what's your post-race tradition like what do you do man grab a pizza grab a burger uh for sure if it's uh if it's cheap if it's only one day of racing for sure pizza right or more chipotle (laughs) <laughs> so I just get I just get double of everything so I just get double raptor to you at this time so what are you doing if you got a race Sunday too uh pizza <laughs> pizza either mod pizza or um blaze pizza something like that right but for sure some kind of pizza yeah, pizza and wings man <laughs> you can't go wrong with pizza and wings oh yeah why don't you meat so oh you don't eat meat <sighs> no I'm vegan do you is, have have you always been that way? I've been like that for the past five four years. Um, five years. In your opinion, what are the pros? What are the cons of that? You know, it's funny people ask me that. It's like I have no idea what I felt like beforehand because it's been so long. It's been so long. So I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> but if I know if I went back to it, I'll let you know how that goes. Right. But I don't remember what the how I felt beforehand before and after so where really, do you get where I really you, can't remember where do you try to get most of your protein from you know doing that do you supplement uh, uh, I do supplements I have a, it's a, a protein shake probably maybe like once a week I've been very bad at it but I get a lot of them from like tofu and beans right. and lentils I get it all from that but it's just mainly just me running off of carbs so yeah I'm not trying to get bigger. I don't want to get bigger. I hear you. Jeez, son. (laughs) 
Okay. It's <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> fine, man. It's fine. So what's going I know, on? You just want to climb right now. So what's going on with your friends at Link Endurance Podcast? It's been a while since they put something out. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Miles or Mo. <laughs> I totally forgot about them. <laughs> I said that right now. <laughs> so I have no idea actually what's going on over here. Yeah. Over there, even though I know where they where they live. So y'all just quit hanging out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I know Mo is doing the more like tactical games and other stuff. Oh. And Miles, I don't, I don't know what Miles is doing. Right. Miles does actually the same job as me. Yeah. He's the one that got me in the job. Oh, cool. So, and then Mo, I don't know what Mo is doing. I actually saw Mo this past couple weeks ago at um, Conquer the Gauntlet. So he's gotten jacked. He's gotten big. Yeah. So. No, but, I, just, I used to like yeah, listening to their OCR podcast when they would have the OCR episodes. They were pretty good. I enjoyed them. Yeah, very knowledgeable people. Mo's very good and knows what he does. And Miles is very intelligent and answers the questions. And Miles is motivated and knows how to get people walled up. Yeah. So, so you you reached out to me and you were telling me about like a, you're doing like a whoop band group or something like that. Like, what's that about, man? Yeah. Whoopstrap? Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to get the biggest, well, I know that there's bigger groups out there, but I'm trying to get the biggest OCR group for oh. Whoop. So I was just, uh, I mentioned a lot of people. Right. <laughs> I probably get so, I probably, if I had a hate mail, if I had a <laughs> fake profile, that would be like, stop sending me these. <laughs> I'm like, uh, work in the morning when I'm driving to work, I'll message people. During work, I'll message people. During lunch, I'll message people. After work, I'll message people. And then at, at nighttime, that's like another second time job there. That's Besides pretty. having a child and try to train and try to work. All right, my six <laughs> my six listeners out there, if y'all got a whoop band, y'all reach out to Victor and get in his group. Well, it's on my profile, so yeah, it's on my it's on my Instagram. Mm. But yeah. It's, that's just a whole another thing. I'm tired of just doing that. <laughs> just staring at my. I never thought I was just be staring at my phone all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, I have a custom link. You could get a, a free whoop. You just pay the shipping cost, and then the first month is free, and then you it's thirty bucks after that for the remaining of the months. So is that how much so. it is? It's thirty dollars a month. Yeah. And you get, they always ask, like, what do you get for that $30? And it's like, they should be like $60 for how much information you get because you get a weekly, you get a weekly, like, update, you get a monthly update and a yearly update, and you get all this other analytics of uh, data you get from the strap. Right. So you get a lot for it for how much you're actually only paying for it. And to think of it, it's only a dollar a day. Yeah. That doesn't so. sound too bad. No, it's not. That. I, I, and that's why they give it to you for that for that month to try it, so you can see if you like it or not, and if you like it, you continue it. Hmm. So, well, hey, man. But yeah, they've been good to me. It's been over a year now. So. Oh, so you're you're like working with them? No, I'm sponsored with them, but it's kind of like an affiliate program. Right. I've been okay. trying to get with them more more on, the, on the, another athlete basis. Right. So, oh, but cool. I'm part of the, I'm part of their athlete group. It's not like a full like athlete people that you know actually get paid paid by them. Right. So hopefully that will work out. And I'm trying to get them into OCR next year. 
hopefully have some like tents at their events. So I think that would be pretty cool. That would be cool, you know, and I think that would be good extra advertising for them for sure. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. You know, how many people have Fitbits that do that? You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so be some, I think it would be cool just for like the Texas races first to see how that goes. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be like Fit Eight all over again when Fit Eight first got into the into the OCR world. Right. So hopefully it'll be something like that. That'd be cool. Well, hey, Victor. Man, I'm, I'm all out of questions. You want to tell people where they can uh, find you or you want to add anything to this? Uh, uh, Instagram is Vic, V-I-C underscore Dark Horse 10. That's Instagram. And then Facebook would be Victor David Quesada. And you'll, probably, you'll find me there. I have my Spartan Pro Team shirt on with my son, so you can't miss that. I, there's two profiles of me. One's an old one. One's a, uh, the newer one. Right so, on. You can find me there, and if you have any questions about anything, you know, don't be a, a stranger and ask me anything. Over your six listeners. Well, cool, Victor. Hey, man. Are you are you are you one of the listeners? Are you, so there's five then, right? Did you listen to this podcast? No, I never listen to my own podcast. <laughs> that would be kind of like vain, wouldn't it? No, you'd be like Matthew Davis and put on one and a half speed and listen. I mean, I'll like, you know, spot through it a couple of times to make sure the sound quality is decent enough to release it, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, your listeners will get some uh, screaming baby, so well, hey, that'd be a good audio sound. Well, it, that to me, that's like a treat for the ears, you know, because the parents <laughs> out there will be like, yeah, I remember when my kid was that young. And then the people yeah. out there that aren't parents will be like, man. I don't think I want to have kids anymore. <laughs> I would say hold off as long as you can. <laughs> but yeah, Scott, this is fun. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. We'll go for part two. We could talk some more. And then uh, when I don't have my child, then uh, we get, uh, get down more than the degree. So, but this is good. Heck yeah, dude. Hope you enjoyed the interview. want to thank Victor again for taking time to talk to us. I got a huge shout out. For some people that's been on the podcast in the past, for Chad Hoke and Jason Branham, a.k.a. Ducky, they ran a 100-mile trail race over the weekend. I think it was River to Rim or something like that. And uh, that was just an awesome accomplishment, and my hat's off. And if y'all haven't listened to those episodes, you need to go back and check them out because those dudes are super cool. Uh, I'm doing a couple of trail races this weekend. Uh doing another Dirty Spokes Trail Series race. Um, And Sunday, we are doing the Sky to Summit race in northern Georgia. And uh, I think it's a... I think Saturday, the Dirty Spoke race is five and a half miles. And then the Sunday race is a 25K. So looking forward to that. So if if anybody's going to that and listens to this, uh, come up to me and say what's up. There is no new reviews right now. Come on, people. Leave me a review. It's been a minute. Uh, Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to talk or chat, got questions, just reach out. I won't bite. Later, y'all.